بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu said that while we were with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in a cave at Mina, Suratul Mursalat was revealed to him. He said, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam began reciting it afterwards, and I was learning it from his mouth. Meaning as he was reciting it, I was learning it from him. Because the Sahaba, how would they learn from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam? By listening to him, by hearing him. So Jibreel recited to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Once the recitation was complete, revelation was complete, then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam recited, and Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu said that I learned it from him. And he said that while the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was reciting it, a snake leaped out at us. And the Prophet ﷺ said, اُقْتُلُوهَا Kill it. Because the snake was reaching out for them. It was coming out for them. So he said, kill it. So Ibn Mas'ud said, we quickly went after the snake, but it got away. So the Prophet ﷺ said, it was saved from your harm, just as you were saved from its harm. Meaning the snake didn't manage to bite you and you didn't manage to hurt the snake. This narration is in Bukhari. So we learned that this surah was revealed to him in one go and it was revealed in a cave in Mina. There is another narration in Bukhari in which we learn Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu. He said that my mother Umm al-Fadl heard me reciting Suratul Mursalat. And she said, O oh my son, by Allah, your recitation made me remember that it was the last surah I heard the Prophet ﷺ reciting. So the last surah that Umm al-Fadl heard the Prophet ﷺ reciting was which one? Suratul Mursalat. And she said he recited it in Maghrib prayer. So this surah is also one of those surahs which is to be memorized and recited in salah. What is the surah? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Wal Mursalati Urufa. Wal Mursalat. By those that are sent forth. How are they sent forth? Urufa as Uruf. Mursalat, plural of the word Mursalah. And Mursalah, one that is sent. One that is sent, or she who is sent. So mursalat, those that are dispatched, that are released, that are sent out. But how are they sent out? As urf. Urf is the state of the mursalat, meaning when they are sent, they are like, or they are in the state of urf. What does urf mean? Urf has many meanings. One meaning is fragrance. As we learn in the Qur'an about Jannah, in Surah Al-Rum, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allati عَرَّفَهَا لَهُمْ The garden which He has عَرَّفَ for them. And one of the interpretations is that He has made it fragrant for them. Meaning it's fully prepared, down to its fragrance. So, وَالْمُرْسَلَاتِ urfa By those that are sent as fragrance, meaning carrying fragrance. Another interpretation of urf is, urf is that which is well known, meaning that which is good. And thirdly, urf is also understood as something that comes in succession, one after the other. 
So who are these that are sent as urf? There's different interpretations to the verses that are mentioned over here, but primarily there are two main interpretations. One is that in these verses, angels are being described. That mursalat, these are the angels. So the angels that are sent as urf, meaning they are sent in succession. Why? In order to carry out Allah's commands. Walmursalati urfa. Or that they are sent with urf. Urf as in that which is well known, that which is understood to be good. So any command that the angels are sent with, then that command is what? It is good. Because it's whose command? It's the command of Allah. Secondly, another interpretation is that this is referring to winds. So mursalat meaning the winds that are sent. How are they sent? They are sent as urf. Meaning they come in gusts. One gust after another. Walmursalati urfa. Or the winds that are dispatched with urf. Urf meaning that which is well known. And what is it that winds bring with them? Clouds, rain, mercy. It's well known. It's all good. In Surah Al-Hijr, Ayah 22, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَرْسَلْنَا الرِّيَاحَ لَوَاقِحِ We sent fertilizing winds. In Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 57, Allah says, وَهُوَ الَّذِي يُرْسِلُ الرِّيَاحَ بُشْرًا بَيْنَ يَدَيْ رَحْمَتِهِ That He is the one who sends winds as what? Carrying good news before His mercy. What is the mercy? It's the rain. But before the rain comes, the wind blows. So, وَالْمُرْسَلَاتِ urfa. And you may have experienced this yourself also, that in many places, especially after a dry season, when the wind blows and it's bringing rain clouds, do you smell the rain and the moisture and everything? You have that feeling in the air, that okay, the weather is going to change now. Okay, there is going to be rain. So, وَالْمُرْسَلَاتِ urfa. فَالْعَاصِفَاتِ عَصْفَا فَالْعَاصِفَاتِ then, by those that blow violently. Asfa, very violently. So, asifat, asf, from the root letters, ain sadfa. And what does it mean by that? That which blows violently. It refers to storms or violent winds. So here again, asifat can be understood as firstly the angels. Meaning the angels that move quickly. How? Just like violent winds. Just like a speedy wind. And what does that show? How quickly the angels execute the commands of Allah. How quickly they move from place to place, carrying out Allah's commands. فَالْعَاصِفَاتِ asfa. They're not slow. They do it very fast. And secondly, this can refer to winds that blow violently. In contrast to مُرْسَلَاتِ urfa. One gust after another, gentle breeze. Here we have asifat, violent winds. And this is what we see. Sometimes the wind blows very gently. It's very soothing and comforting. And at other times it's very violent. It's frightening. وَالنَّاشِرَاتِ nashra, And by those that spread. Nashirat, noon sheen ra. Nashara. To spread or to scatter. Again, this can refer to the angels. The angels that scatter, that spread, 
What do they scatter and what do they spread? Whatever they are instructed to. Meaning whatever commands they are ordered to carry out, they go on executing them, spreading them, scattering them. And nashirat can also refer to the winds. And how are the winds nashirat? Because they spread as they blow, they spread clouds in the sky, they spread rain across the earth, they spread pollen and dust. Nashirati nashra. And with that, they revive the earth after it was dead. وَالنَّاشِرَاتِ نَشْرَى فَالْفَارِقَاتِ فَرْقَى Then by those that distinguish. فَارِقَاتِ فَرْقَى فَرَقَاف What does فَرَقَى mean? To separate, to distinguish, to divide. So this can refer to the angels firstly. فَارِقَاتِ فَرْقَى Meaning the angels that bring فَرْق The angels that bring فَرْق Meaning the criterion. The angels that bring that which distinguishes between lawful and unlawful, right and wrong. And what is that which the angels bring from Allah to His messengers? It's the revelation. So, فَالْفَارِقَاتِ فَرْقَى This is referring to the angels that bring revelation. Now you might wonder, wasn't it just Angel Jibreel who brought revelation? Isn't it? Isn't the angel Jibreel the one who was appointed for bringing revelation to the prophets of Allah? What's the answer? Yes. So the plural word is being used over here. So does that mean there were other angels also? There were times when angel Jibreel was not sent alone. Hmm? There are narrations from which we learn that, like for example, there is a hadith, authentic hadith, in which we learn that once the prophet ﷺ was sitting, and Jibreel was with him when he heard a sound like that of a blast. And then the Jibreel told him that here is a gate of the sky that has opened that was never opened before. And here an angel has descended from the sky that had never descended before. Alright? And when that angel came, he greeted the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, Rejoice with the nurain, with the two lights that you have been given. What are those two lights? Surah Al-Fatiha and the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. And that angel said that you will not recite anything from them except that you will be given. Given what? Reward for it or increased guidance because of it or protection. Because this is what Surah Al-Fatiha and the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah are. So we see that here at this occasion it wasn't just Jibreel that brought revelation. Isn't it? There's another angel also. So we see that parts of the Qur'an were such that when they were revealed upon the Prophet ﷺ, groups of angels were sent. And more angels were sent. Why? This is similar to how, you know, when the more special something is, you show more importance. How? By sending more numbers. By gathering crowds. So, وَالنَّاشِرَاتِ نَشْرَ فَالْفَارِقَاتِ فَرْقَى this is the angels that bring the criterion, meaning revelation. Secondly, this can refer to the winds also. The winds that fariqat, that separate, that divide, what? The clouds. Across the sky. That break them up. And sometimes it's not just that they scatter the, and, and, and spread the, the clouds in the sky, breaking them into small pieces, right? But also, they separate other things too. 
in the earth. فَالْمُلْقِيَاتِ ذِكْرًا Then by those that mulqiyat, that cast ذِكْرًا a message. Mulqiyat plural of mulqiyah. One that does ilqa, meaning one that puts down or throws or puts forward. So mulqiyat, meaning those that deliver ذِكْرًا a message or a reminder. Now again, this can refer to the angels who mulqiyat, meaning who deliver. What do they deliver? Dhikr. And what is this dhikr referring to? Wahi. But why is wahi, why is revelation called dhikr? Because this revelation is a reminder to mankind of what is beneficial for them and what is harmful for them. It is a reminder to the people of why they are here, what their purpose of existence is, and what they need to do in order to be successful. So, فَالْمُلْقِيَاتِ ذِكْرًا And the other meaning would be, فَالْمُلْقِيَاتِ refers to the winds. Winds that bring dhikr. How? We see two types of winds basically mentioned over here. The gentle and the violent. Mursalati urfa that are sent in gusts, and asifat that blow violently. And they separate the clouds, or they pollinate, whatever they do. What do they bring along with that? A reminder for people. Pardon? Exactly. Al-ayah al-kawniyah. The kawni sign. So they bring a reminder also. So fal-mulqiyati dhikra, they Throw into the hearts of people dhikr, a reminder. And really, if you're ever sitting inside your house, maybe like this morning, and if you saw the wind blowing outside, shaking up the trees, right, and scattering the leaves, that makes you a little frightened. It's a little scary. And it should frighten us. Like the Prophet ﷺ, the expression on his face would change. It would change as he would see a storm approaching or he would see violent wind blowing. His face would change. Because this is a reminder to us of what? Of our weakness. Of our helplessness. In this world. That how in a moment things can change. فَالْمُلْقِيَاتِ ذِكْرًا That it's amazing how wind that you cannot hold, that you cannot catch, that you can't see, but it is so strong that it can cause trees to fall, it can cause you to move, it can cause you to lose your balance. فَالْمُلْقِيَاتِ ذِكْرًا They bring a very powerful reminder. عُذْرًا أَوْ نُذْرًا and they bring this dhikr as udr or as nudr. What does udr mean? Justification. What kind of justification? Basically udr excuse, meaning what a person presents in order to absolve himself from blame, to prove himself innocent, to justify why he did what he did. This is udr. And nudr is what? Warning. So if we Go with the first interpretation. This is referring to the angels. So the angels bring the message, meaning revelation. How? 
as either Udr or Nudr. Meaning for some people, revelation, that dhikr, becomes Udr. And for others, it becomes a Nudr. For some people, the message is a justification. Justification in what way? That they have been warned. So on the day of judgment, they cannot say that I never knew. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent His angel with revelation to His messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and that message was delivered to people, this is what? The proof is established against mankind. Now no one can say on the day of judgment, oh I didn't know. I didn't know shirk was wrong. I didn't know there was God. I didn't know there was day of judgment. No. When Allah has sent revelation to His messengers, He has sent guidance, then the proof is established against mankind. No one can say, I didn't know. You can't make that excuse on the day of judgment. No one can blame Allah on the day of judgment. And the revelation is also as nudr, as a warning. Meaning those who pay heed, those who pay attention, those who accept, then for them, the Qur'an is a warning. And so they accept it, and then they change. Udran aw nudra. And if we take the meaning of udran aw nudra to be winds, meaning winds that bring a message, winds that bring a reminder, then what happens? As stormy wind blows, some people, they begin to offer justification for the wrong that they were doing. Like for example, there is a natural disaster, violent storm. And whenever you know you experience a disaster in your life, you ask yourself, what did I do? Why am I suffering from this? Did I do something wrong? And there are some people who say, no, no, I didn't do anything wrong. They start presenting excuses, proving to themselves that they were innocent. And some people, what do they do? They take heed from the loss that they have suffered. For them, even the blowing wind is what? A nudr. They learn from the wind also. It's enough to urge them to seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's enough to wake them up. It's enough to shake them. Udran aw nudra. So basically, what is being said is that there are two types of people. One, those who learn from what? From revelation and also from nature. They learn from ayat shari'iyah and ayat kawniyah. They learn from revelation and also from the things that they see in their lives and around them. What they experience in their lives, what they learn in their lives, becomes a source of warning and improvement for them. They learn. They take heed. And the other group of people is of who? Those who don't. They ignore. The most powerful verses in the Qur'an, they read and they move on, unaffected. They hear and they forget, unaffected. The most life-changing events that a person could go through in life, they go through them, but unaffected, unchanged, as if nothing happened. Udran aw nudra. This qasm, an oath has been taken over here. Right? All of these verses, what is being done? 
oath is being taken وَالْمُرْسَلَاتِ عُرْفَ by those that are sent forth in gusts فَالْعَاصِفَاتِ عَصْفَ وَالنَّاشِرَاتِ نَشْرَ فَالْفَارِقَاتِ فَرْقَ فَالْمُلْقِيَاتِ ذِكْرَ عُذْرًا أَوْ نُذْرًا what is the jawab what is the response to this qasm إِنَّمَا تُوْعَدُونَ لَوَاقِعْ indeed مَا تُوْعَدُونَ إِنَّمَا تُوْعَدُونَ whatever it is that you have been promised it is lawaqir it is surely to occur what is it that all of you meaning mankind all of us what is it that we have been promised resurrection day of judgment allah says it is lawaqir it is surely to occur it is going to happen there is no doubt about it there is no way that you can deny this reality Remember, there is always a connection between what is sworn by and what is said after the oath. There is always a connection. So what is the connection between the winds or the angels that are described in these verses and the resurrection, the day of judgment? What is the connection over here? Yes? Good. The wind blows... Can you contain it? Can you catch it? No. Can you hold it? No. You can hold the leaf, but can you hold the wind? No. Do you see its effects? Yes. If the wind is blowing and a person says, no, no, I don't believe in wind. Show it to me. Show it to me. If only I can touch it, I'll believe in it. Isn't that foolishness? It's there. It's hidden. You see its effects. You see its proofs. Isn't it? You see signs of its existence. What are the signs of its existence? The fact that the trees are shaking. The fact that you feel the impact. The fact that the leaves are scattering. You know that the wind is there. And just like that, the day of judgment is a reality. Yes, you don't see it right now. But everything in this world is proving that the day of judgment is on its way. That there is resurrection coming. Because whenever something ends, there is another beginning. Whenever a chapter closes, another begins. Isn't it? So how is it that a human being dies, a human being full of life and consciousness dies, his life comes to an end, he goes from this world, and then khalas, over. No way. And you see, the blowing winds, they are so Powerful. If you think about it, wind blows, pollinating the plants, right? Bringing rain clouds, reviving the dead earth. Who sent this wind? Who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if He can revive the earth just by sending a wind, does He not have the power to revive mankind after he decrees? Of course he can. He can. إِنَّمَا تُوْعَدُونَ لَوَاقِعُ What is it like? The day of judgment. Allah says, فَإِذَا النُّجُومُ طُمِسَتْ So it is when the stars are طُمِسَتْ They are obliterated. طَ مِيم سِين طَمْس Is to wipe off something in such a way that there is no trace left. 
erase it in such a way that there is no trace left. So the stars on that day will be erased. What does it mean? Gone. Finished. We hear about stars dying. Yes, on that day, no star will remain. They will completely cease to exist. Gone. Finished. وَإِذَا السَّمَاءُ فُرِجَتْ And when the sky will be opened up. فَرَجِيم فرج is the opening of something. And so فُرِجَتْ It will be opened up. What does it mean? Right now it is closed. In the sense that it has no cracks, no gaps, no holes, no openings. What we see is a sky. And no matter how far we go, we cannot manage to go past it. On the Day of Judgment, what's going to happen? فَكَانَتْ abuwaba. It will be like doors. There will be openings. In Surah Qaf, Ayah 6, Allah says, أَفَلَمْ يَنظُرُوا إِلَى السَّمَاءِ فَوْقَهُمْ كَيْفَ بَنَيْنَاهَا وَزَيَّنَّاهَا وَمَا لَهَا مِنْ فُرُوج There is no furuj in the sky. No opening, no gaps, nothing. No matter how far you go, you just see the sky before you. You can't go beyond it. But on the Day of Judgment, the sky is going to break apart. There will be gates. وَإِذَا الْجِبَالُ نُسِفَتْ This is what's happening in the sky above, but what is happening around and beneath. وَإِذَا الْجِبَالُ And when the mountains will be نُسِفَتْ Blown away. نُون سِين فَ نَسْف Is to blow something up and scatter it around. Mountains which are solid and firm. Deeply rooted into the earth. That are made of what? Rock or mud or whatever. So many different things. But they're so firm and solid that in order to cut even a part of it, what do we have to use? Dynamites. On the day of judgment, the mountains will be blown away. As we learn that mountains will be like haba, like dispersed sand, mansura. That is scattered. وَإِذَا الْجِبَالُ نُسِفَتْ In Surah Taha, Ayah 105, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْجِبَالِ They ask you about the mountains, that what's going to happen to them on the Day of Judgment. فَقُلْ يَنْسِفُهَا رَبِّي نَسْفَا Say that my Lord will blow them up completely. فَيَذَرُهَا قَعًا صَفْصَفَا And He will leave the earth as a flat, plain, barren, ground لا ترى فيها عوجا ولا أمتا such that you will not see on the surface of the earth any bend or any curvature flat completely وَإِذَا الرُّسُلُ أُقِّتَتْ so if there is not even a mountain standing what else do you think is standing? if a mountain cannot withstand the earthquakes of that day then do you think buildings can? or trees can? No, nothing can. وَإِذَا الرُّسُلُ أُقِّتَتْ When the messenger's time has come. الرُّسُل Plural of Rasul, the messengers whom Allah sent. Their time has come. أُقِّتَتْ أُقِّتَتْ وَقَفْتَ وَقْتْ What does وَقْتْ mean? Time. And توقيت is to appoint a time. Meaning to set a time for some task. So أُقِّتَتْ meaning their time has come. It was scheduled, that appointed time was set, and now it has come. The time for the messengers 
has come. You understand? There are so many things for which you set a time. Like for example, by 11.55, I have to submit my assignment, for instance. That is the time that is scheduled. So at 11.54, what do you say? I cannot wait anymore. However it is, I have to submit it. Because the time has come. You cannot delay anymore. So this is uqitat. Now the messenger's time has come. What does it mean by this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent His messengers to mankind for what purpose? To deliver the message, right? Did the messengers convey? Did they? Yes, they did. Were they believed in? No, people rejected them. Was that fair? Was that fair? When people rejected their messengers, was that fair to the messengers? No. So for this, isn't there a time that is set for revenge? Think about it. There is, right? And isn't there a time set for to bring reality to surface? You know, like if someone has been treated unfairly, they sue others, right? And then they're given a date in the court after like three, four years. So what happens? Those three, four years they're preparing, they're preparing. And then finally, the time comes when they can go to court and prove their innocence and show that the other party had wronged them. The messengers, were they wronged? Were they oppressed? Were they treated unfairly in this world? Certainly. Because the people who were tested most severely were who? The messengers of Allah. People who faced the most hardship were who? The messengers of Allah. So Allah has set a time, the day of judgment, when the truthfulness of the prophets will be established. The fact that they were not liars, the fact that they did not invent anything, the fact that they conveyed honestly. So we learn in the Quran, in Surah Al-Ma'idah, Ayah 109, The day when Allah will gather the messengers. Why? To ask them, did you convey? And they will say yes. But what will their nation say? No, we never heard. What will the people of the Prophet say? No, we never heard. So then who will testify? Who will testify? The Prophet ﷺ and his ummah. So وَإِذَا الرُّسُلُ أُقِّتَتْ Meaning the Prophets will be brought forth on that day. Their time has come to bear witness against their people.